0: This is Joe Markman with Heart Energy. Our guest today in the Path Forward series is Leif Hovum, CEO for oil and gas at DNV GL in Oslo, Norway. Welcome, Leif.
1: Thank you very much. Nice to be here.
0: Leif. Uh, your company just released its 2020 energy transition outlook. And in it, you make the point that the world will experience not one, but several energy transitions between now and 2050. Can you can you explain what that means?
1: Yes, it uh, it means um, that um, when our forecast uh, projects that there will be a shift to a to a low carbon energy mix, it will not be it will not be in um, in the same. It will not happen the same way all around the world, and that there are different uh, trans- transitions and but they are interrelated, and all of them are re- extremely important. Um, so, first of all, we will see a transition from the fossil fuels to renewables. So, the share of the renewables will increase from uh, 26% in 2018 to 63 in 2050, which is a big, uh, big um, shift. Mm-hmm. And mostly that will come from solar and wind. And we also see that the, the demand for electricity will more, more than double uh, in 2050 compared to what it is now. So that is a, is a big shift. But we also see that the, the shift is happening in different places. So maybe playing out strongly first in Europe, but then later from to, uh, to other regions. So, second, so that's one shift from uh, fossils to renewables. And secondly, there is a transition within the fossil um, uh, part of the energy system as well. Uh, there is a transition from coal to oil and then to natural gas so uh today these three fossil fuels account for almost a third um, of uh of the global fossil energy and uh the shift between the within, with, between these will will also um will also be significant and then the third uh transition which is maybe uh, the one we talk about most now in the in the report is that there is a transition or there has to be a transition from natural gas to more uh, green and decarbonized gas because the shift that we are projecting is not enough to reach the climate goals and uh, more needs to be done than what we have in the, in the model today and uh, that's where we see the, the shift from natural gas to decarbonized gas being uh, very much important and, uh, and that also happens in different pace uh, around the globe.
0: And you're referring to CCS?
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm referring to carbon capture and storage uh, to decarbonize the gas. Uh, we will uh, need to have a, a, an, a big element of CCS to, uh, to transform the natural gas to hydrogen.
0: Now, you, um, you also say in the report that oil demand will recover from where it is now to a large extent by 2023, but it will never return to 2019 levels. So you say that you are anticipating a shift from the pursuit of more oil to cheapest oil. Can you explain how how this is developing?
1: So that is developing, um, first of all, in uh, the reason we say that uh, the peak oil was or has been, is that we see that the COVID has actually Uh, had an impact on the energy demand and reduced it approximately 8%. And then we see that uh, there is already a shift, uh, especially in the transport sector from using oil to becoming more uh, reliant on uh, electrical vehicles. And uh, basically what we see then is uh, when there is a demand uh, reduction in demand, there will be, um, there'll be also a competition within the oil uh, industry of uh, of, the, of winning the market. And uh, that's when we say that it will be important also to be the, the cheapest oil.
0: Can uh, you explain what that means for, for North American shale? That's, that's been the driver of, uh, of US oil.
1: No, I think what it means is that the oil and gas industry will continue to be cost conscious, continue to take out inefficiencies, to, to continue to try to be as efficient and uh, low cost as possible, whilst at the same time uh, needing to decarbonize their oil and gas production. And, um, and, uh, and there will be a competition from, uh, from where the oil will come from. And uh, the different uh, energy producers uh, will have to work on that, and of course if uh, if uh, the oil and gas industry is cyclic, so it will be go up and down uh, the price, and of course that will also influence whether or not uh, the producer is is profitable or not so that is um, that 's kind of the the, um, the short term swings, but in the longer run, we think that there will be uh, shale oil, gas yes, will be competitive, but mainly the producers in the Middle East and also Eurasia, uh, which have uh, uh, low lifting costs.
0: One of the points that you make in the outlook is that uh, decarbonization will fall far short of the Paris Agreement goals by 2050. And to to accomplish decarbonization, public policy is, is essential. I'm wondering if you can... Um, uh, comment on that in, in terms of the possible impact of the upcoming U.S. presidential election.
1: So the, um, the model that we have is, uh, is, uh, is biased, or it, it's based on the cost of technology. Uh, and the thinking is that uh, in the long run, it will be the technology and, and, and the consequential energy source that um, has the lowest cost that will win. So we don't model in our, uh, in our model um, geopolitics and, uh, and things like that and how but what but we we have modeled um, policies that we know have already happened. So we know when we know a policy is implemented or about to be implemented, then we can do calculations on how that might affect the cost curves of that technology but we cannot uh, model um, elections and things that, uh, that uh, are affected by geopolitics.
0: Mm-hmm. Or policy. that
1: will be only speculations from my side.
0: Ah, okay. The uh, demand for natural gas will increase. Do you think yes. that the industry is prepared to meet that challenge of meeting demand as well as lowering emissions? With the so, CPSU.
1: So that is what we say is that we um, should be should be prepared because the technology is, is there, so it's possible to me- it's possible to make this happen. At the same time, uh, we mentioned carbon capture and storage, uh, which is a very important element in uh, making this happen. And this is a, still a quite costly costly uh, technology, and um, we think it's extremely important that uh, policymakers and regulators. Uh, take the lead here and actually um, makes incentives to the industry so that they actually can get a return when starting to invest in technologies to the partnerships between industry and regulators uh, being extremely important for uh, this, these technologies to start moving as it as it looks now um, the uptake and with the with the, um, regulations in place the uptake of this technology will happen but uh, too late, too late and too little for for um, the industry to contribute enough to reach the climate goals.
0: When you were putting the report together, was there anything in the data that you collected that surprised you?
1: I think uh, it's striking uh, uh, with this report. It, it, uh, it shows the holistic um, and the whole energy system. You, you can uh, compare uh, the effect of the tremendous growth in the new renewables, how that affects and the climate goal. And I think the most surprising for me and what stands out more and more clear is that we cannot only work on one side. We cannot only work on um, renewables and increased electrification. That is super important, but it's not enough. We ha- have to start working on the, on the more difficult side, which is about decarbonizing the oil and gas industry.
0: Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts uh, regarding your outlook?
1: No, I, I think uh, in a way our uh, report is uh, quite a, a grim future that we will not reach um, the climate goals. But I, I think at the same time, if we compare um, the results year on year, we, we see that actually uh, the um, regulation helps and the technology the development helps. So I think uh, it could be encouraging uh, for, for us to see that if we do the right action, it's actually still possible to reach the climate goals.
0: Energy transition is a huge concern for the oil and gas industry, and we will continue to be covering it here at Heart Energy. Uh, Leave. thank you so much for taking the time to share your insights with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: For Heart Energy, I'm Joe Markman.